another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. We're counting down spots 50 to 41 for our top 100 NBA players of all time. And Steven, who's joining me today, I have some good news for you. My list is complete because I'm an idiot. And I have added Jason Tatum at spot 73. Just you can guess, you know, that he's going to be on the list. I added him at spot. 73, just based on recent playoff performance. Um, Cause I have some people on here who are like, like Donovan Mitchell. Uh, who else do I have on here that I'm like, yeah, like there's another person I should probably add to the list of this. Anyways, <clears throat> I've already realized my entire list is going to change after this playoffs. Cause there's a lot of young people who have things to prove this year. So if they prove those things, it's going to be like, okay, I can take David Bing off. I can take um, who do we got? Artist Gilmore, Sean Marion off because if, Somebody like a Devin Booker plays well and wins a championship. I, Sean Marion, I know you may have won a single championship with the Mavericks, but not as like the integral one or one A or one B player on the team. So that's going to be coming down the pipe. Um, so because of that, he was I only, great on their team, though. He was great for them. Yeah. I only have nine players to go over today because that pushed Paul Pierce up to spot 50. We already went over him last week, but. The rest of my list is all complete and good to go. So I'll let you start off with your spot 50 since I don't have one. All right. Uh, all right. I thought we were going uh, 60 to 51, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. The last one I did, the last one we did was 61. I did Rick Barry. <laughs> I'm embarrassed if that's true. Well, now everyone knows who my spot 50 is for next week. Um, oh my gosh, it was 70 to 61. Well, well, well. All right, let's spot 70. I got Andre Iguodala. <laughs> okay. I also think I, I, so I think that was my 71 last week. So you do your 70 first. 60, you mean? 70, right? It's 60. 60. 60. Yep, 60. Yep, 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 yep. You're right. 60. Yeah. Okay. Um, so at 60, I have John Hondo Havlicek. Did I already do so, him? He's somewhere on my list. So they they called uh they called him Hondo, uh John Havlicek, they called him Hondo because uh he was he was like uh they said like cool, you know. And uh, uh, a great pressure player, um, you know, came up big in big moments and one of the best players ever moving without the ball. He might be the best player ever moving without the ball. Um, And he's in the conversation, definitely in the top like five all time uh, in terms of the six man role. Um, And that's John Havlicek. He is definitely a little bit higher on my list, so I won't go too much into John Havlicek right now, but I'll go to my number 59, which now I'm concerned that I might have done him last time that we did this, but Rick Barry at spot 59. Cool. <laughs> um, don't love him as a person, but it's undeniable what he meant to this game and meant to players in the league right now, a big player empowerment person who just kind of did what he thought was right. 
If you wanted to play in the NBA or the ABA, he went and played in the ABA. If you wanted to play in the NBA, you went and played in the NBA. No one could yeah. own him. I got, I got, I get the feeling about him that like nobody told him what to do. You know. Yep. Um, all time uh, NBA first team five times, NBA Rookie of the Year, All Rookie first team. Uh, has a lot of great stats and everything like that. Problematic character wise, but uh, I don't think the history and story of the game goes quite the way that everyone wants it to do to go without him. So that's my number 59. Who do you got? All right. My 59 is Dave Cowan. Ooh, I definitely don't have him anywhere on my list. Uh, so Dave Cowan's, uh, he was a center for the Celtics in the seventies. And, uh, he is, in my opinion, one of the more underrated centers of all time. Um, he was undersized for for being a center. He was, I think, 6'8", but he was really good at boxing out. Uh, he could post up, he could pass, he could score. So that was Dave Cowan. I like that. I Someone I'm not really familiar with, but on paper, he looks great. Two-time NBA champion uh, and most valuable player. I That's one thing that I think is extremely important. I think anyone who wins a most valuable player, especially from the 70s on, as more and more teams start to populate uh, in the yeah. NBA, it's like a really good indicator. Like, this, this person probably belongs. Uh, and then if you win, like, multiple defensive player of the year awards, this person probably belongs in the top 100. So I like that. Um, yeah. My 59... 58 bill walton oh that's a good one this is a tough one because i don't think he had a great nba career i think he had a a good a good nba career definitely more role player ish but he also had that one awesome season with the portland trailblazers where he absolutely dominated he was one of those people won a most valuable player award in 1978 injuries then plagued him the rest of his career yeah, and he won a championship in 1976 with the Trailblazers as as their best player. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's just that his about that. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, his uh, his like prime didn't last very long. So that's the only thing about him is he wasn't great for a long time. You know. Yeah. Who is your number? What is it? 58 that we're on? 58. My number 58 is the human highlight reel, Dominique Wilkins. Noise. Okay. Dominique Wilkins is one of the most athletic players ever. He's one of the best all around players ever. There really was no weakness in this game, there was nothing he didn't do well um as a player and and um he uh average once averaged 33 points a game i believe or yeah i think it was 33 points a game uh after tearing his achilles um, <clears throat> a little so kevin, Dar- kevin durant I, yeah but like dominique wilkins was was successful after tearing his Achilles. Like, that's really impressive. So, uh, and Dominique Wilkins um, is one of the best dunkers ever. 
um, and was just one of the best players in the league for a long time, for years and years. So that's Dominique Wilkins. Dominique is higher on my list as well. So I will hold off on talking too much about him until my time. Number 50. And and one more thing I wanted to add, I thought was interesting uh, was that the Lakers could have drafted him instead of James Worthy, uh, the Showtime Lakers. And uh, of course they won a lot with James Worthy, but just when I think about if they would have drafted Dominique Wilkins instead, you'd have had Magic, Kareem, and Dominique Wilkins. And uh, Magic and Dominique together on the fast break, can you imagine? Oh, my God. It would have been incredibly entertaining, but I am concerned not knowing a ton about Dominique Wilkins' uh, other parts of his game. He seemed like a, a lot of his scoring was done inside or closer to the basket. Not oh, he sure. can he could shoot from the outside. He definitely could. Like I said, there was nothing he wasn't good at. He ha- he was a very complete player. So, and so, would you say he was better at shooting? Um, then no. Okay. But but he wasn't a bad shooter. He was a good shooter. Yeah. Yes, three point shooting isn't too bad, especially like pre three point shooting. That's usually like a good indicator to me. Look at James yeah. Worthy real quick. Because I always wonder, like, if somebody could fit the role that was necessary for the team to be able to, like, win. Yeah, it well, looks like he's a better shooter. Because uh, it looks like James Worthy may have been a closer to the basket type score because his are all high in the 50s. And then Dominique's were, like, low or upper 40s. Yeah, mm. well, Dominique didn't have somebody like Magic setting him up. So mm-hmm. Dominique totally like, carried, Dominique carried the whole team like that it was his team yeah, like uh, James Worthy was lucky enough to play with Magic and Kareem but then my number 57 is Dwight Howard cool a lot of that it has to do with if you're that dominant defensively and have an offensive game as well that leads you to making it to the NBA finals and having good playoff runs. And the only people that you're running into and losing to is LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. I think you're doing all right. Or, or the, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett Celtics. I think you, you did okay, Dwight. I know everybody hates him because he's a little bit of a wild child or whatever, but I forget the total number of, Defensive player of the year awards you won. Pretty sure it's four. Let me verify. It's three. three. It's three. I mean, um, it is three times. And then obviously now an NBA champion. I just kidding. <laughs> uh, made a couple of all NBA first teams and quite a few um, defensive first teams as well. Really yeah, great five year run. Yeah. Uh, led the league in rebounds five times. Led the league in rebounding five times. Uh, and I think it's really impressive that uh, he, like his game was like defense and rebounding. And to, to be able to lead a team all the way to the finals and be the, be the guy on a team 
and that's what you're good at, you know? Like, you have to be really good at those two things, and he was. So Nice. Yeah, so that is, uh, that's my Dwight Howard take. Who do you got next? Walt Frazier. I think he's one of the ones I took off, which I, like, regret. Let me just, nope, nope, nope. Oh, I did take him off. He was one of the ones I regretted. But anyways, go do a Walt uh, a Walt Frazier spiel. <laughs> All right. Walt Frazier is one of the best defensive guards ever. He's one of the best point guards of all time. It doesn't get talked about as much as he probably should uh, be talked about. Uh, he, Without him, uh, the Knicks wouldn't have either of the two championships they have. Um, and uh, he was amazing, great passer. Uh, like I said, great defensive player. Um, and, uh, that was pretty much Walt Frazier of it. Uh, I think part of the reason I took Walt Frazier off was because who is it? Bernard King. Who's the person who came out when that was injured, uh, in that New York Knicks series that Walt Frazier, uh, won. <laughs> I don't think. I don't, was Bernard King even on that team? No, it's not Bernard King. I can't think of the dude's name. You know what I'm talking about? Like, and it looks like who's it's going to play. Oh, it was, uh, it was, gosh, dang it. Um, we, we always talk about him. Willis Reed. Willis Reed. I think of Willis Reed more often than I think of Walt Frazier, which is unfair to Walt Frazier, but sorry. It's, it's very unfair. Because you take them off of that, those teams that won those championships, they don't win those championships. Yeah. Like plain and simple, they don't win. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, it's on me. That's on me. That's an unfair one. So, this number 56, I agree that he should be somewhere. Honestly, I don't even know if he ever deserves to be on the list. Like after talking to Walt Frazier, you know what? DeMar DeRozan, you're getting an honorary spot 100, but for spot 56, I'm going to throw Walt Frazier in there um, because I do not think, <laughs> I do not think that DeMar DeRozan should be that high on this list. Should he be somewhere on the top hundred? Maybe, but I also think that's just recency bias from seeing what the Chicago Bulls did the first half of the season. And obviously seeing them tail off has made me go, maybe not. Um, so we can skip my 56 <laughs> and go to yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, 56, I have Reggie Miller. Okay. So, I have him too. He's higher on my list. So like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, we are so, we are so close to having a, a hit. I'll just talk about him now. He's my 52. So we'd be going over on him on this one and I, uh, you can go, but I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to have a, my piece on him as well. Okay. So Reggie Miller is of course one of the best shooters ever he's one of the best players movement out the ball ever um and uh he's one of the most clutch players ever um just a knockdown shooter he had of course that famous game in that series against the knicks yes when when uh when because he had some battles against the knicks and uh, uh, there was one year that in the playoffs that Spike Lee was sitting courtside, as he always did, and started talking garbage to Reggie Miller <clears throat> at stuff like, hey, Cheryl can shoot better than that kind of thing, you know. And 
Um, and so Reggie Miller just what got suddenly became very motivated to kick the Knicks butt, you know, and, uh, and he started making everything. He said he went to the Davis boys, which were the, uh, two of the big guys on, on, uh, on two big guys on the Indiana Pacers. And he went to them and he said, he told them just set screens. I'm going to make everything. And they went from being down, uh, down in the game before Spike started talking trash to all of a sudden, like Reggie Miller brought them all the way back and, and the Pacers won the game. And everybody in New York blamed uh, Spike Lee for the loss. And that's the famous game where Reggie Miller did the choke sign to uh, Spike Lee. So that's Reggie Miller. I love Reggie Miller. Um, I just really like him. Just he was someone who backed up all of his trash talk and was pretty good. Like, did he? He's one of the ran into Michael Jordan, then ran into Kobe and Shaq. Like, he, yeah, he had some really good Pacers teams. He had a lot of bad, bad luck because also that uh, Malice in the Palace Pacers team that lost Ron Artest and Jermaine O'Neal for they could have won the championship. You know, I mean, because they the team that they were beating ended up winning the championship that year. Wait going to the championship that year and then losing to the Spurs, I believe. I'll have to double check that. Yeah, yeah I, that think, stuff. I, I, I think they won the championship that year. Oh, so that's the Lakers year then. That's sad. It's sad. Uh, but he's my number 52. I just love his moxie. And like I said, he ran into Michael Jordan and really talented players. That's the only reason he doesn't have a championship. Yeah. Someone but, else? Oh, yeah, go ahead. But one of the best players... Uh, uh, when it came to moving without the ball, whoever played the game, and uh, he would just he would just wear players out, running them off screens and stuff, and uh, was a knockdown shooter. So you can imagine, and and one of the best clutch players, um, ever. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I love him. Uh, spot <laughs> what you love him yes i love him number 55 another person who ran into michael jordan but cut bait and went and joined a team that had already won an nba championship so he could win one while jordan was retired at 55 clyde drexler everything i've seen he looks awesome he sounds like a weirdo i heard the the dream team story where he wore two of the same foot shoes and just played in them and like played poorly because he was embarrassed to go switch the shoes out it's kind of a weird dude um, <laughs> that kind of made me like him less. The yeah, fact that he would do of, that. That's kind of ridiculous. Like, come on. Kind just of weird. Shoes. I think he's like just a weird guy. But uh, that being said, he did win a championship. He was going up against someone who was amazing and lost to him, uh, lost to Jordan, that second championship that they had. Um, I yeah, don't know if you can tell this story on, without him. He just wasn't on Jordan's level at all. So. So he got he got annihilated by Michael Jordan in that series. But he was a great player. Yeah. You there? 
Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, who is your spot at 55? All right. George Gervin. The Iceman. Uh, nice. George Gervin played a little bit in the ABA, played also in the NBA, and uh, uh, he was he was famous for he was about six ten or so, and uh, could really score the ball. Uh, was uh, great at using the glass, um, and. Uh, just one of one of the best scorers ever could shoot, could handle it, could do a lot of things that guys his size really weren't known for being able to do at that time. And he was he was just great. Um, but uh, so that's George Gervin. Voice. I think he's on my list. Let me check where he is. And if he's not, this is another one of those. Whoop, yep, he's on my list. Good, good, good. All right, spot 54. This is more of a nostalgia play. I also think he should, probably should have been a little bit higher on the list, especially with the inability to ever close. But he also ran into Kobe Bryant in the Western Conference. And then um, Mar Stoudemire injures his hand in New York. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, All right. Couple bad, couple bad breaks away from being able to win at least one championship on his own. And then has just been a journeyman looking for things. But like, Amazing shooter, played awesome in in college, and then he was never able to get over the hump as like the first banana. Uh, I would say I think he was someone who, if he would have just been playing with a Kobe Bryant, a LeBron James, or someone like that, could have had tons and tons of championships. But at the same time, he's a multi multi millionaire from having played the role that he did. So you know what, he's right. going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too bad. So sad. He didn't win a championship, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So, so, uh, who's your uh, number 54? Uh, I have Paul Pierce. Nice. Paul Pierce is actually, uh, was a great all around player. Um, uh, didn't really have a weakness, not super athletic, but, uh six eight uh uh could handle the ball one of the most fundamentally sound players ever some of the best footwork ever in the history of the game he could rebound he could he could do he he, he didn't have uh many weaknesses other than the fact that he wasn't very athletic he wasn't a guy that was was normally going to out jump you and out uh, run you as much as he was going to pump fake you to death and create space for himself, you know, and that kind of thing. And he was super clutch. Um, He was, he was great. Uh, uh, But he's not better than D Wade. I won't go over him too much. Uh, because he is on my list a little bit higher, but like, it's really, really close. So I don't want to wait. No, I'll just do it. He's my spot 50. So really close to where you had him at spot 54. Mm-hmm. I hope that we can have another meetup kissy, kissy uh, matchup here, but uh, I had a hard time putting him on this list just because one, he was a, he won that one championship because he had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen join the team. 
Um, mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to Kobe just had Paul Gasol join the team in terms of like superstar or all-star level talent um, on the Lakers. So I always, it's always just going to rub me a little bit the wrong way. That being said, he was successful for a really long period of time. Everything went well for him. Like he was a winner. He was going up against some of the greatest people. Uh, some of the greatest NBA players ever uh, were part yeah. of his generation. So he at least got a championship out of it. So I can't, can't bag on him too much, but dude, get over yourself. You're not better than LeBron James. Yeah. You're great, but you're not better than LeBron James. No, he's not better than LeBron. He's not better than Kobe. He's not better than a lot of players, but he was great. Yeah. So that's Paul Pierce. Uh, my number 53 and I think this was was Jerry Lucas. Jerry Lucas. Okay. <laughs> what the he hell are won you a, doing? He won an NBA All-Star Game MVP. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I was just kidding because you gave me all that crap in that other episode. I don't love that I have him on this list, if I'm being honest. There was something... This is why, though, and you're going to love it. He averaged 17 points per game and 15 rebounds a game for his entire career. I thought that was a phenomenal stat. This is when I was going through basketball reference, looking at people like if you're in the top points and like in the top 100 for points and in the top um, 100 for rebounds. Yeah, it's hard for me not to include you on this list. So that's the reason that I ended up going with it. He does have the one NBA championship couple all NBA first teams and like he was really good for a few years NBA rookie yada 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 not a whole lot of other things after that but you know what if you're rebounding and scoring at a really high rate for five to five-ish years (laughs) you're gonna make my list so congratulations Jerry Lucas you got snuck in because I was running out of people to put on my list so congratulations all right my 53 yes all right my 53 is Manu Ginobili. Oh, you know, I think I forgot to put him on. Oh, Alex. Or maybe was he higher on my list? Do you remember? Uh, I think you all. He's higher on my list. Good. He was on my list. We're good. Yeah, I already I said think him. Good. You already good. mentioned him. Good. But Manu Ginobili uh, was a great all around player, um, uh, kind of a flashy player. Uh, great ball handler, uh, great passer of the basketball. Sometimes he got a little bit too fancy. You know, he got a little bit too cute sometimes, I think, uh, with the stuff that he did. But he was really good, you know. Um, he was he was great. Um, and he came off the bench for most of his career, but he was as good as any starter, you know? So that was Ginobili. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, he's on mine. So I can't say anything negative about him. It's kind of weird having like those, like the few role players that never achieve like what we would deem like the normal greatness that needs to be included. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's definitely should be on there. Uh, so we can skip my 52 because my 52 was Reggie Miller and I already talked about him. So who's your number 52? Okay. 52 for me is David Robinson. Man, Bad. do I have him too high? 
I must have him too high. Yep. I have him way too high. I'll need to organize this. Uh, my top 50 a little bit better. <laughs> the Admiral David Robinson and uh, David Robinson uh, was just amazing to me, his entire career, even as he aged, he was good. Um, I don't think David Robinson ever had a bad individual year. Um, and he was just so good on both ends. A great scorer, great scoring big man, one of the best defensive players ever. Great rebounder. I mean, uh, just awesome. Great footwork, all that. Um, and uh, so I loved watching David Robinson play. Uh, the way he looked when he played, he, everything just looked so smooth. His movements, everything he did just looked so smooth and effortless, I thought. And most importantly, he's on Alex Skinner's list of best shoulders in the history of the NBA. I think that's yeah. probably the most important uh, attribution that David Robinson could most distinguished honor that he could ever have bestowed upon him. Don't care if you won an MVP. Don't care that you won a couple NBA championships. Got some nice shoulders there, bud. Real nice shoulders. Yeah, he's he's another one of those centers who's one of the more underrated centers ever. So, is he? Um, he's in the top seventy-five all-time lists. Like I, who, who's I, who's I, uh, improperly rating him? <laughs> I think that he does not get enough mention as one of the great centers that ever played the game. So that's just my opinion. But. Well, no, but like, what do you, what do you mean? Like what, so what's a, sorry, I know we have this every time, but like, what's a proper rating for him? Like, are there a lot of people who are just like David Robinson sucks and he's not even my top 100 players of all time. Like, I think you're creating a problem that doesn't actually exist. No, I just, I watch a lot of things where people talk about the best players ever. And uh, David Robinson uh i think is just underrated like mm. he was he was i he think was, you're underrating him you have him at spot 52 there's a, let me guess you probably have like 10 to 15 centers above him <laughs> probably so you're part of the problem steven is all i want to say <laughs> david robinson was awesome uh and and was awesome his entire career he was good his entire career he was never a bad player um, and uh, could shoot the mid-range jumper well. I mean, uh, as, you know, a very skilled big man. So that was yeah. David Robinson. Yeah, he is on my list. He'll probably be in next week's episode after I move him around because I think there's some people on here that I think are way better than him. <clears throat> uh, but my number 51 rounding out. Rounding out our uh, our top 10 for today. I know it's not our top 10, but 50, 60 to 51. Chris Bosch. And he played, I think we talked a little bit about this because you already did Chris Bosch, but he played really well in that Kobe Bryant 81 point game. <laughs> but Kobe Bryant scored 81 points. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so being able to like rewatch that and be like, wow, Chris Bosch was really great. On the Raptors, yes, he then wins his two championships with the Heat, joining the the super team down in South Beach. But he's really good, and I think he was just one. I don't think he necessarily needed to join both Dwayne Wade and LeBron. I really feel like he could have just. He was one of those. Uh, 
who did I just talk about? Not Paul Pierce. Oh, uh, Carmelo Anthony. He just needed someone like to play with one of them. And he would have absolutely like, I, I sometimes think if just LeBron and Chris Bosch teamed up and then they had three and D guys, uh, and maybe like another like rebounder in there for them, mm-hmm. like a, a defensive minded big man, they would have dominated his inside outside game is great. He can hit from, I mean, he started to be able to hit from outside as far as like three point range and have a pretty good shooting percentage from there. So stretching it out. I, I hate to burst your bubble here, but I could have sworn you've mentioned him already. I might have. I might. Did you already do him? No. Uh, I might have mentioned him already, but either way, we're talking about Chris Bosch again. And the reason that you probably think I've already mentioned him is because I probably shared that story that felt very familiar about watching him play. Um, I did. He's at spot 94. <laughs> I well, knew it. he's at spot 51 too. Congratulations, Chris Bosch for, uh, for, uh, I needed to round out my list. So you made it on here twice. <laughs> All right. Who's your so, 51? My 51 is artist Gilmore. Artist Gilmore. So more with Gilmore. Oh, I had uh, him at 93. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I artist Gilmore um, was awesome. I've already said several times, uh, a few times in in this podcast before that uh, artist Gilmore um, was the best center that ever played for the Bulls, in my opinion. Um, and if you look at his numbers when he was on the Spurs or the Bulls, he was incredible. He was a great rebounder, one of the best shot blockers ever. As Alex has already mentioned in the previous episode, he once averaged five blocks a game one season. Um, and uh, uh, Artist Gilmore is one of those players, like you say, Alex, you can't tell the history of the NBA uh, or the ABA without him. So I yeah. got Artist Gilmore. I like it. I love it. Another um, guy with a great afro, too. <laughs> More importantly, right? Um, that's cool. I love it. Um, I think those those that's everything. We did it. We did it, Stephen. We did it in a even shorter period of time. I think one of the reasons is we had multiple. We had a couple duplicates in this one where there's like th- I think we had like three three match up with one another in this range. And I have a feeling that's going to become more and more common, but then also me moving my Jason Tatum stuff around that kind of led to where we're at right now. But um, no, this is great. Looking forward to uh, meeting up again. Any other, uh, any other things that you want to say about any of our top uh, 60 to 51 today? Dude, we have to do five more of these. It's just, yeah, this is, this is a hundred. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, I'm not complaining, but man, it is a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been really enjoying doing this series of episodes. Uh, Cause like I watch uh, documentaries and stuff that talk about these players all the time, or I watch them play, you know? So it's, and I love, talking about like NBA history and stuff. So uh, I love doing this series. Um, 
And I can't wait for the next episodes. I really can't wait till we get to like the top 30. Honestly, like yeah. this is gonna this is gonna sound this is gonna show the difference between Steven and I. Like I, I, there's just like a lot of players that are just like, I have nothing to say about you. Like even like Jerry Lucas today, or uh <laughs> or like some of the older players, I'm just like, I because you were an old player and didn't have a huge impact on the game, didn't watch a whole lot of your highlights. Uh, you know, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of him, but I've watched a ton of his highlights. Like I didn't yeah. watch him live ever because I was a small wee babe. Um, and then, or like Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. I've watched a lot of your highlights because you were part of the fabric of the NBA and its development. And so yeah. we're just like talking about a lot of players. And we're just like, I'm not excited about these players, but they make the list of the top 100. <laughs> I I get I get just as excited about the old school players as I do about the the new school ones, you know. And and I love talking about NBA history and stuff. So you mean I the boring it. old school? I want to make sure that like we delineate there. Like I'm pumped about the exciting old school players. I get bored by the boring ones. <laughs> yeah, but the big ones: Magic Johnson, Kareem, Michael Jordan, like. Come on, you know, how can you oh, yeah. not like there's gonna be so many poems that we say about them? We'll sing their their songs just like the sirens of old. Uh, awesome. Well, and the next time that we have <laughs> something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Talk about